what you've just seen are the building blocks for the future up ahead. And while it may look fantastic, remember, it's all possible. And we ought to know, we live there. Come take a look at 21st Century Living, on land, at sea, and even out in Hollywood. Why look over there, it's Drew Carey and he's got a map to the stars. And there's Tim Allen at the height of his fame, and nobody's talking about his cocaine bust in the 70s. Hi, everybody. This is I Think You'd Be Into It, the uh, podcast about your problematic uh, visions of the future. <laughs> I'm your host, Brandon Beck. I'm your other host, Beth Scorzato, and I'm not sure how many different like ride voiceovers you combined for that, or if you just really went with it, because it started in Horizons, and then it kind of went a little Spaceship Earth, and then it kind of ended up in Superstar Limo for a minute. It, it, yeah, it turned hard into Superstar Limo, the got way it, Superstar it, Limo it. never was quite capable of turning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show, Matthew Serrano. What up? Hey. Last scene when we talked about what up, uh, Halix. What up, what up? Excited to be back. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thank you for having me back. You you directed uh, live from the space stage a Halix story uh, for Defunct Land, which is a fantastic documentary. And uh, more more relevant to today's episode, you also directed a thing called Remain Seated, Please, a Hoot and Chief story, uh, which is so oh, good. Thank you so much. Really exciting was uh, the other day I was looking up. I was trying to, I can't remember what it was I was looking up. I think I was like sending someone like, a link to my commentary and so i looked up my name on youtube which i don't normally sure. do but i'm glad i did because um what popped up was like one of my favorite like from back in the day youtubers uh critical did a live stream where he watched it with like thousands of his uh like twitch followers Whoa. the entire main seated please documentary and someone recorded the, the stream highlight and i got to sit there and watch like all these people watching my documentary in real time with no context. And it was so interesting watching their kind of flow of opinion go from what the fuck, what is this ride? Wow. Uh, to them at the end, like, oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> Rip. F in the chat. Like, all this oh, stuff. so it, it was wasn't so like an audience I was laughing that the entire time. What I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Was. One of the things that <laughs> you're going to be so sad when you hear this. Uh, one of the things that Critical said was he was like, this ride looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> right at the beginning. No, be <laughs> really sad. But um, I thought it was, I thought it was funny their their reaction, and you could really tell how invested they get. Everyone gets into it, uh, like about half. Oh, that's through. that's fantastic. That's that must have been so surreal. Oh, it was a wild experience. It was so fun. That's awesome. Now, was that more or less surreal than uh, seeing your movie at a drive-in? Oh, man. I don't know. The, the drive-in was stressful because, you know, I was kind of like helping put together the event. And we had like numerous technical difficulties, oh, too. Yeah. And so I was pretty uh, pretty nervous during the drive-in. I, I feel like I wasn't able to enjoy it to its fullest, fullest extent. However, I did get a miniature kind of version of the of, of that experience at the drive-in because you don't hear everybody's you know, at a commentary. Like, every, yeah, you're not hearing everyone's commentary. So if anything, it's like even more silent than it would be in a in a theater. Uh, any little commentary that anyone would have is is gone. So all you can do is just hope and pray and cross your fingers that at the end you get a ton of uh, car horns honking, which we did. It was it was awesome, but. The mini version that I had of that experience was in our car, happened to be uh, my girlfriend's grandparent, uh, grandpa came to the screening. 
And he was like, I'm going to hop into your guys' car. And we were like, okay, sure. And so he just was in our car during this, the, the screening. And the movie starts. And he was like, this is looking awesome, Matt. And Brie goes, you haven't seen this yet, Grandpa? And he's like, mm-hmm, no. And so we got to sit in the car and like hear his reactions to everything for the first time of him, you know, reacting to the Wookiee That's band. wild. And it was fun afterwards, like seeing all the tweets. And like, I did see a couple of videos when the tribute music video started of people screaming in their cars <laughs> because no one was expecting that, that finale that we, uh, that That's we created. So good. That well, what, well, what did grandpa think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, huge thumbs up. He loved it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So really, that was, that was really fun. That's awesome. Well, speaking of stuff that, uh, grandpa loves, why don't we share some things we're into this week, shall we? Um, if anybody has one, go right ahead. But okay, if not, I'm actually I got ready one this week. Locked and loaded. Go for it, dude. Or should I say, oh boy. barked and meow did? Um, because the thing I'm into I this week is you the uh, the new Secret <laughs> Life would, of Pets. Matthew. Man, it's it's good. It's real good. I, I gotta say, like I was really, really excited about this ride all the way up until they revealed the ride. Uh, that really turned me off, and I feel really bad for anyone who can't ride the fucking kitty, kitty dark ride that they made impossible to fit in. Ooh. Oh, they're they're just so. really small. Uh, the fact that the restraints that they put on it are yeah, the seats are really small, and the restraints are as strict as like the mummy. Which is like a roller coaster. Whoa. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, there are already people during yeah. the early previews that are saying that they can't get on. Right? That's wild. They, and these are not these are not massive people either. These are average sized people because in America, like the average sized person is a lot bigger than people would think. Yeah. So don't appreciate that. I hope that they change that because it's literally a kid of dark ride. There's gonna be a lot of parents that can't ride the ride. That's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Yeah. Other than that, though, very happy that Universal is finally diversifying their selection of rides in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's it's nice to have like a, a proper dark ride in that park somewhere. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I guess uh, Forbidden Journey is is technically a dark ride, but like I mean, in like the sort of yeah, and from everything that sense. I've seen so far, like I was very. It's so funny how how my opinion flipped so hard when I heard that we weren't going to get the Yoshi ride and instead we were getting Super Lucky Pets because I I'm not a fan of any of the Illumination movies. So I was like, are you kidding? Are you serious? Really? Like I don't want that. And it's so funny because I am not a fan of the Yoshi ride that ended up coming to Tokyo. I I, I thought it was lame. And everything I've seen from Super Lucky Pets, it looks yeah, so the, much more impressive. I, I think the Yoshi which ride, which is so shocking. I, I think the Yoshi ride is cool, but like. It's just cool to sort of be in that world for a minute. It's not a particularly like it doesn't do anything special or really different. Um it's it basically just feels like a people mover that Yeah, even to down to the Yoshis. queue. I was shocked by the queue. The fact that the queue is like just painted backgrounds and it just looks like you're in a like you're going to the bathroom and like check the cheese <laughs> and then like so you can have pets, they make you go through spoilers, like you go through apartment yeah. rooms. And there's animatronics like in the queue. Like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah, that blew me the away. The difference is insane. I was like, there's a animatronic Kevin Hart rabbit in the <laughs> line. Jesus. Yeah, I saw you. Wa I saw him watching some of the video of it, but I uh, didn't really. I never really saw the movie. I didn't have much context. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I know because like three days later, hanging like 
a, a, a script about like what the cats do when we're not home and i was like yo that's just secret life of pets did you not just watch an entire ride okay about hold this? on first there's a little more nuance to it it was about a courtyard <laughs> but fair fair point maybe no need to drag me on air for that one TM, 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 TM. It was very cute. <laughs> it was only funny because... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really... Universal storytelling has gotten so much uh, more crisp in the last uh, decade totally. or so. Um, and th- this is one of the, the best examples of it. A- and they're just... They're, they, they seem like they're more comfortable in doing things that aren't entirely... Uh, screen-based, even like the Mario Kart ride, which is the super divisive, has like the dark ride bits of it. Oh, totally! Are really well done. Um, I think it's just Universal becoming more comfortable. Dude, with the fact like, that oh, they yeah, built, we built Bowser's Hogwarts, Castle, so like, yeah, and we that can they envision what the inside of of it would look like. It's yeah. so it's so crazy. Like, especially knowing like what I know about the Spider-Man ride, like comparing like universal over here going okay for years people have been playing these bowser's castle levels let's envision what bowser's house would look like and then spider-man is like (laughs) here's a garage um just crazy um the difference between like yeah like universal is stepping it up and disney should honestly be worried especially if they're gonna act so like Oh yeah, we're gonna get rid of our passes while Universal over here is like, we built this amazing. Yeah, and also stick around for Mario uh-huh. probably very soon. soon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out where yeah. on each of these rides uh, will be the water feature because I've never <laughs> once been on a single ride in Universal, not a single ride in Universal without somehow getting inappropriately wet, including the Mummy roller coaster. There's there's water spraying in every Universal some, ride. Itself. Someone I asked me, like, even the tram tour. I said multiple times on the tram tour. Yeah, I got inappropriately wet multiple times on the tram tour. And on the Mummy ride, I got it right in my eye once. My best friend thinks it's hilarious. Every time he goes on a ride with me at Universal, at some point I just start going, fuck, why am I wet? <laughs> I got sprayed with the dinosaur on Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. Every time, somehow, I'm the one seat on the ride that gets hit with whatever water shit they put into every oh, yeah. ride on Universal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's like how sometimes you can get wetter, <clears throat> like, on Pirates of the Caribbean than on, which is wild. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's so random. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've definitely gotten way wetter on Pirates of the Caribbean this month. Just <laughs> randomly based off of however the waters are when you happen to go on yeah. it. It's so random. But only in Disneyland, the one in Disney World, because it doesn't have to go under the ride buildings to go so far. It doesn't have that. Uh, it doesn't have that early like first part where you go down twice. So I've never gotten wet on the one in Disney World, but the one here, uh, those like two drops you have to do to go under all the. But hey, you know what? One reason I knew I would get through COVID is because I've accidentally gotten Disney World water in my mouth, and I lived. That's true. I've gotten Disneyland water and nasty ass Disneyland water in my mouth by accident, and I live. Yeah. So, but so yeah, the uh, pets ride it's it's worth checking out if you like uh, dark rides, and if you're listening to this episode, I'm gonna imagine you probably do. Um, Yeah, real some really cool animatronics, uh, some really cool projection stuff. It's not trying to do anything like crazy or mind blowing. It's just a really solid. Uh, dark ride that also isn't doing that like let's just recap the story of the movie thing who wants to go next all right 
My it's thing, um, I just watched all of, and you watched me watch all of, um, The Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO Max. Oh, I love The Great Pottery Throwdown. It's so yeah. good. It's like, it's it's a British show, so it's like chill. It's nothing on earth is as chill as Great British Bake Off, but it's but it's still pretty chill. There's like not a lot of like anxiety or commentary, and uh, there's four seasons of it. Um, the potters are so talented. I'm watching people do these things and I'm like, I can't believe they just expect people to like be able to sculpt. I'm like, I can't even draw my way out of a paper bag. Holy shit. <laughs> like, um, everybody's super talented. It's really cool. Uh, the, the works are all really beautiful. Uh, the judge Keith, who is the like one consistent throughout all four seasons. He's like such a lovely human. And just like when somebody comes up with something that's like really well done, he just like bursts into tears. Cause he's just like so happy and supportive of everybody on the show. And it's really adorable. It doesn't yeah, have the four sort seasons of mildly it on HBO Max, surrealist element. I watched has all of it. Uh, Noel Fielding and uh, Matt Lucas are over there. No, though. no. I mean, no one is going to be as weird as that. Although the final season, the presenter is um, Siobhan. I don't remember her last name, but she's um, she's on Dairy Girls. She's one of the she's the nun on Dairy Girls. And actually, when they did the Dairy Girls Great British Bake Off, which has not technically aired in the U.S., but if you're a person like me, you've seen it. Um, she was she was on it with them too. But anyway, she's she's so funny. She's so like talented, and she's a great presenter. And so like there was in the first episode, for example, she was they were like she was like, do you guys need me to to encourage you to hurry up? Somebody was like, yeah. So then it just cuts to her standing right next to someone's wheel, just yelling, <laughs> go faster, hurry up. <laughs> time's up, time's that's, up, hurry, hurry, that's hurry. So just good. Irish accent. That's about the most stressful thing that could happen on that yeah, show. It's uh, it's delightful. It's delightful. That's what I'm into this week. Matthew, what do you have that you're into this week? Uh, it's going to be another theme park thing. Um, oh, that's fine. This whole episode's going to be I a had like a late thing. night conversation with a friend where we were talking about theme park stuff and we were just like speculating on like, oh man, like what, what, what could you do with the space that Disneyland has? Talking about some of the announced expansion space, but then also talking about things that we heard were pretty close open. And somehow that led to me talking to him about uh, Genting, I think it's Genting or Genting Skyworld. Have you guys no. heard of this theme park? It's a theme park in Malaysia. It's going to open like in the next month or two. And this theme park was first announced in July 26, 2013. Oh, I have heard about 20th Century Fox World. 20th Century Fox mm -hmm. World. The Hard Rock Park of of the east yes um this park is insane um and i'm so excited to see the first like walkthrough and ride throughs of this thing when it opens i don't know the exact drama all that i've been, I, all that i've been really in, involved in is just looking at like behind the scenes uh leaks and like photos of like ride facade and like though like for example there'll be a photo of like something that looks like like a New York facade, and you're like, what's that? That looks familiar. And then you zoom in a hand, zoom in a hand, and you realize, oh, that's a night at the museum ride. Whoa. Um, and just no one's talking about this theme park. Um, it costs like <laughs> billions of dollars. And I guess, I haven't read into it a lot, but I guess like just so much drama has happened over the last eight years with this theme park. And it went from being a 20th century theme park to Disney, when Disney bought Fox, more drama happened with the Genting uh, Resort Company. And so now it's just, 
called a genting it's it's just the genting company like now owns the park but they can use Whoa. the franchises still that they were originally going to use so it's not super obvious as it was going to be like the original the original plans i guess were going to be way more in your face like you are entering the worlds of you know this fox property and this fox property now it just looks like a weird generic movie park but right when you get up to the rides it'll say like planet of the apes so like i'll go over like this these are the franchises that they're that they confirm that they're gonna have confirmed they're gonna have ice age there's an ice age roller coaster uh there's like a rio mini land there's like a life of pie attraction a night oh, of the museum shit. attraction a miniature I mean, planet I would fuck of the with apes all of that. oh me too uh i really want to go to this park. are we finally gonna and get an animatronic a ron perlman uh one could hope i don't know it's weird like this park like it's like massive but then it also looks like cheaply put together that's what's that's what's really weird about it like it looks so big but it looks so like just yeah. and there's a lot of cheap. that with with it's parks bizarre like that um there's one I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it but i think it's also a, a place in dubai that's like an indoor theme park yeah. that has like dark rides for like every cartoon network oh show my from god about and it's just a figure ago. it's just a statue yeah, and that's yeah it. That's the ride. but like it looks like the park itself just looks like a mall um and it's just so weird like instead of a gap there's a gumball yeah I, yeah i know i know exactly the park that you're talking about yeah dubai is all is an interesting uh uh has an interesting theme park like uh, uh ecosystem because of the fact that like just it's so hot and sandstorms just happen on a whim that they have to build all their parks indoors whereas like this genting sky world park is so huge and so massive and it's all out outside and outdoors but it's weird it, it's just yeah. like so many you things are like, so off world the is shelf also outdoors and the weather sucks <laughs> that's true so that's true Oh, it's just going to rain for three minutes for no reason, and then everybody's soaked? Yeah. Cool. Oh, what's that? You decided to wear makeup today? Sucks. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They don't have yeah. uh, mirrors over the sinks at Disney bathrooms because you look like shit. No, it's so that people don't stand in front of the sinks. That's why the mirrors are near the exit. Well, that too. Oh, that's smart. I never realized that. Yeah, it's so that people don't stand in front of the sinks uh, taking them up. It's to keep Don't take my traffic. word for it, but I did read somewhere that there's also supposed to be an independent Independence Day attraction here. Well, yes. I think it might be the roller coaster. See, it's so weird. You look at like, like you look at the concept art for the original 20th Century Park and you're like, oh, okay, like, wow, this looks sick. And then you look at Genting Skyworld and everything looks so generic that it's, that's why I'm like, okay, I need to see ride POVs and I need to see a walkthrough. Because I feel like now it isn't until you get right up to the ride where you see a tiny sign that says, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And you're like, oh, this is supposed to be Planet of the Apes? Oh, that wasn't obvious. This just looks like New York. Yeah, like, it kind of just looks like generic a Generic New York like a step, Street. Like a step up from a Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Like a huge Six. Because really, the scale is impressive. The, the scale really, really is impressive. And I, I, a lot of the photos, like... It's also clear too that there's no cons there's no consistency. Some parts of the of the park look really good, and some parts look 
really rough. Yeah. Um, There's like this Radiator so Springs looking area that like looks pretty bomb. That's Sons of Anarchy. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, okay. I could fuck with that. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's like you look at some of the stuff and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, like, I feel like some of the stuff is going to work better than others. Like, I, I can see like the, uh, the, like the, uh, oh, what's it called? The, the one blue sky epic where it's all about like bugs and like little fairies sure, that land yeah. looks really cool it looks like bugs land 2.0 um so i can see something like that yeah. working nicely and like honestly i'm really excited to see whatever this night at the theme attraction is but i don't know like it's really weird it's it's it's, it's kind of sad it's it's sad that like there's a missed opportunity yeah. with Disney getting involved and being like, hey, let's slap another billion dollars. Yeah, that would be cool, but I think it also probably would like instead of just being like, eh, Disney whatever, you guys deal with this park. Like, Here's Disney giving a billion dollars to some other park you've never heard of. You know, I, I, I get it from a business point of view, but like that would be fucking cool. Well, speaking of disappointing things that Disney has done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Horizons, which was not disappointing, <sighs> yeah. but ultimately so that's what I'm closing into. it was. Hey, that was a better segue than you usually get. Bob. That was a great segue. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, look, oh, Don't well, groan at me. See, mine was going to have been, well, now let's say Dubai <laughs> to the past and hello yeah, mine was to better. the future. The no. third century, that is. Tell me, boys, what was Horizons? It was the best ride ever. I'm sorry, do you want us to mansplain Horizons to you? <laughs> I do, because I can never remember what was in this I think ride. she does, bro. I think she does, bro. <laughs> you got a no, problem with that, bro? No, I want you to fans. Yeah, Matthew, why don't, why don't you uh, uh, take it away? You, you, did, you did make a film about it. Sure. Um, honestly, the way that I explained, like, I have, like, two explanations for, for the ride. I have an explanation for, like, people that, like, like don't really know anything about theme parks or, like, who are movie fans. And then I have, like, a theme park explanation. My, like, non-theme park explanation that I tell people is, like, imagine if Disney saw 2001 A Space Odyssey and said, bet, okay, we can make that a ride. Um, Damn, that is so accurate. And then my uh, theme park explanation is, it, imagine if someone saw Carousel of Progress and said, okay, cool, let's make a sequel to that and make I mean, it a full I mean, that is basically what it is, and they ride. do use the song. They did. They do use a song. There's theories about like connections between the family members, about it being like, oh, these are the grandchildren of the people that you see in the final scene. Uh, it has the same energy of my daughter is working on at Mesa Verde today. I thought you it know, was like she's the same using this brand new technology. Like it has the exact like, same energy as Carousel Progress. Yeah, but, like, it, it yeah, is. In a dark it's the, yeah, it's the same. It's the same guy. It's the same family. That, I think like openly. Yeah, like the the father and mother from horizons or from a carousel of progress are like the that's me i didn't know that i never put that together i don't know why i knew that other than i'm married to brandon yeah that's probably the only that's the only reason you wouldn't know that really (laughs) that is the only reason i would know that is that you were watching something and you were talking Mm -hmm. or that could have been in the have you gotten the vaccine yet that could have been a part of your chip you know could have been part of my chip yeah yeah I got half. I only got the first half. We get our second ones tomorrow. Yeah, that when you get that second half, you unlock all the secrets of Horizon. Hell yeah! Call, call me back. I can't wait for it to up my gamer score too. Well, speaking of, well, actually no, hold on. <laughs> speaking of unlocking the 
mysteries of horizons before we get too deep into it too we should also talk about hoot and chief and who they are so that if we talk about it people understand what we're talking so they were these two best friends that met well they they met because of the ride right yeah they well uh, i don't think necessarily because of the ride i think they just met at walt disney world and just became good friends i think i think they they originally bonded over disney world proper but then they both kind of like found a mutual and they realized so back in the day disney didn't build shit quite as secure (laughs) no no they did not um in fact i i believe at disneyland like i think it was like in recent it wasn't until recent years that finally added security cameras to like it's a small world actually someone told me the other day that like small world still doesn't have security cameras so i don't know what to what to believe but um yeah, Horizons had no security system whatsoever. Cast members would just put people on the ride vehicles see you in and then twenty be like, minutes. All right, see you at the exit. And and uh, when Hoot and Chief found out that this ride was going to close within a year because rumors were starting to spread, like okay, like this ride's going to close. It did close for a time and then it reopened, but it was kind of like a thing of, hey, we're reopening just so we can have another ride open right now during the busy season, but like don't get used. To this is close. So they kind of saw this as an opportunity and they're like, okay, well, we need to document this as much as we can because this is free internet. You know, it's, it's like once this ride is gone, all that they will have is whatever little photos that they have. And that did happen when the ride first initially closed. They were so sca- sad, like, oh my God, like, we didn't get to have our final ride on the ride. And when they looked back, they had all these blurry photos and that was all they had to remember it by. And they were devastated. So when came the opportunity to write it again, they were like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fuck this up. And so they came up with a system of counting cars, counting empty ride vehicles, and using that system to find out how much time they had per scene that they could jump out from one end, run around, they called it the gap, run they around on set, document and went. film they everything that they, they needed like and jump back into the secret car. Secret little places that they could hide behind and things and stay for months. hours at a time they instead of just hopping off and on. Of it. They went like up into the attic and like down into the basement. Yeah, they, they figured out the layout of the ride like nobody's business. And they did this for months and they really did get a lot of footage. I did have a lot to work with. In fact, the, the movie that I put out is 25 minutes long. My first cut that I first sent to Dave as kind of like a, hey, are you cool with me making this? Uh, was 50 minutes long. And so I don't that think just goes to show you how much footage there really was been a ride uh, to work that's with. Been, that was documented that deeply. Like, oh, no. Like, even the other, like, you know, Epcot stuff from back then, like, the, there, there are videos of it, but there's, you know, there's no one that was, like, up in the props so you could see you know into angles you could i think i know what you're talking about you're talking about specifically the naked lady in the bathtub oh yeah there oh there is there is a naked lady yeah (laughs) yeah because that's crazy because like yeah if you're riding the ride you're just looking and you're just seeing like oh there's a woman in the bathtub and like you would just think okay well from that angle like all they did was just sculpt a head and an arm right because that's all you can see from the ride vehicle because it's not like you could stand up in your ride vehicle but no they sculpted a half naked lady for no yep. reason, and put her up there. I mean, and for, they found think it. they're funny reasons. That's oh, that's the reason. Oh, definitely. The, <laughs> they thought it was yeah, funny. Yeah, the, the one woman that worked at Imagineering for the first 50 years of its existence <laughs> probably wasn't there that day when they were like, hee 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 hee. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. That is also in uh, I think my favorite scene in the ride, which is the like bachelor apartment of the future. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, which is just a dude uh, in a smoking the, jacket. I know a few of the room name. Uh, that one is called like the oh, yeah. Easy Living. Easy Living. Yeah, yeah that that makes. Because I think the reason why it's called that is because right when they pull in, the narrator goes Easy Living. Uh, and so everyone refers and to it's that like room playing as like a living. like a sort of swinging version of beautiful tomorrow oh uh, that's, that's, that's probably my favorite version one. of the song and that's the star man has a dream that's the star and there's also video of the guy singing it. Oh, there is. I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever it's noticed. It's on the little yeah. TV, right? There's a little TV, and yeah. you can see they have the actor that's singing it is on the TV playing uh, or singing the song. You know why I know that? How do you know that? You know why I know that? Do you know where that little TV with him singing the song ends up now, currently? Where? It is up. It's part of the upside down house, Figment's Shut house up. in the Imagination Pavilion. He's singing. What? Yep. In the upside down house, there is a little TV with the guy singing Great Big Beautiful. How the fuck did I not know this before going on that fucking ride last year? What? Now, to be clear, maybe it's not there anymore, but it was at one point. Because I have a distinct memory of pointing it out (laughs) to someone. I've never even heard anyone point that out because I remember distinctly like... At one point in time, it definitely had that on it. And I remember because it's when I was there when I was a kid, but it was already redone. It wasn't the old Imagination Pavilion. It was what it is now. With it, actually, it might have been. You know what it might have been? It might have been the. Oh, the one that was mostly Eric Idle like, and no figment. On. Maybe because I was there. With I remember it was when I was the one time I went with my dad. Um, I went with my dad's family, and my dad got really weirdly fixated. Not weirdly fixated. I mean, he was just being a dad, and he thought he was very funny on the Great Big Beautiful mm-hmm. Tomorrow song. And so it was like the only song he knew that and that he that and yo ho yo ho pirates life for me, which is the only words of it he knew. All you need, really. Um, and we were going through the ride, and we we noticed that it was on the. I'm TV looking room. right now at the because 2000s we were in a different park at that point. Right now. And yeah, there's there's like there's like lots of different. I'm seeing lots of different like yeah TVs during the ride through. Okay, I'm seeing that like there's crazy. I stuff swear to God, it, it was in there at some point. <laughs> I. I uh, that I would be amazed because if it was on any version, because I've I've looked up so many things like like what references that to Horizon there aren't that are, many, are left, I think. and maybe people are talking about like current. There really aren't. Uh, my my first uh, experience with Horizons was like I, I wonder how many people are gonna uh, remember this. This just shows like how vividly you can remember the littlest thing. Um, one of my favorite attractions when I was a, a kid sure. going to Disneyland was uh, Innovation, like the 98 version that they made in Disneyland. Oh, right. And um, the one where I love that as a kid so much. That animatronic is honestly still really impressive. If you watch old videos of it. You can make more money with a flop future than with a hit future. Honey, uh, we have company. <laughs> ah. I love that. Uh, I love it when I so much. Okay, wait. Okay, I am now in the part of the video where it's the upside down house. I see Figment, but I don't think... Oh, wait, no, this is not the part with with, with Figment. Where is it? Where is it? 
If you're okay. looking at Eric Idle in the moon, you've gone too far. The one I'm looking at, he's 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 looking at like himself on the TV. I'm looking at Journey into Your Imagination. Yeah, that would that that's the that's the stopgap one. Okay, then that would be the one that I saw it in. But I don't know. Maybe this was a thing I made up. But I swear it to really, God, you could have you could have Mandela affected yourself. Oh, I'm like strong with the Mandela effect. <laughs> there's like, there's like the, a lot the of things that I'm that person. I'm that person that's like I swear to God, I remember a Shazam movie. Like I'm absolutely just being that strong person. with the marijuana effect too. No, th- I've always been that person. You're the person that, call, that called it Autotopia. <laughs> Is that not what it's called? Autopia I think that just might be because name. I think it's Autopia a, is a stupid such a name. Pun. No, we're all just dumb because <laughs> I also did that for all of my life, as well as all my friends <laughs> and all my family. We all called it Autotopia. It's Damn straight Autopia. it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's just like an English language thing. We imagine that it's... Yeah, that might be less of a Mandela effect thing. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like how grateful looks like it's spelled wrong. Yeah. I can I can see that. Going back to... Where was I? Oh, yeah. Intervention. The, the interventions thing. Okay, so as a kid, loved Interventions, uh, loved the Tom Morrow character in the animatronic, and yeah, during that intro, he's going over like some of the things that you might be able to see like while you're in uh, in Intervention, and he's like talking about like you know all the advancements that we've been able to make, and he's like, you know, he says like you know the course the flying dinghy thingy. What were you thinking? Uh, pop cup kitchen. He's going through all of this stuff, and then he goes like. Uh, robot butler and on one of the screens uh it's this passing by shot of this really cool robot vacuuming and i always would stare at the, i would always wait for when that shot would come up as a kid and i would always stare at it and study it and like put it in my head and think like what disney movie is that from because honestly like i i couldn't comprehend the thought of someone getting a nice movie camera and filming a Disney ride. I just was like, Disneyland's the only theme park that exists. So this clearly has to be from some Disney movie, right? Um, and that just stuck with me for years until finally I'm watching a ride through of Horizon and that exact same frame comes up at the exact same speed from the exact same angle. And I see the robot that I haven't seen since I was a child. And I like jumped out of my seat screaming, That's Oh fantastic. my god, it's him! I finally the butler, found him. The robot butler, even if nothing else. It's a pretty common uh pin. Yeah, it's a common pin, Horizons and it's still kind butler, of like and I didn't even it's know the it was one from the piece Horizon of like drive. Horizons iconography that winds up showing up in like merch. Like official merch. Yes. Days. Anytime someone makes a poster like about like vintage Epcot, they'll put Figment and then somewhere in the background they'll hide the Horizon Butler. Yeah, and like he he was a park star uh, yes, at, that's at right. some point. Um, but I think, I think just in general, Horizons had like half remembered, like, oh, th- what is this weird thing? Oh, oh, right. It's that weird future ride. Like everything about it seems a little nostalgic and a little mysterious just cause it's like, it seems preposterous on the surface, a 20 minute long dark ride about how great, like farming is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Actually, wait, going back to the did. <laughs> I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the new uh, version of the Figment ride, and I'm trying to see if like it's hard to tell in this video, but I'm almost wondering like the TV channel switches 
So I'm wondering if for one moment it does play the guy and then it switches to In the newer version, it's pigment. definitely like him watching cartoons of himself. I think it might have been that it was like only one version of the channel because it was definitely before the house was painted crazy. So it was that one journey into your imagination. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm also looking at that video now too. And it's it, that's definitely the TV it was on. But I think it might just be that the channel changes. All right. Well. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm looking it up because I pointed it out to my dad. I have this like distinct memory of pointing it out to my dad. <laughs> You're like, dad, you don't understand. I'm going to be on a podcast in like 10 years. My dad doesn't know what a That's podcast true. is. That's true. <laughs> so uh, once you discovered kind of what Horizons was, what 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 about it uh, became so appealing? Um, I really honestly, from a storytelling aspect, uh, I, I really appreciated it. I love the flow that it had um i love the the beats that it took of uh taking you into like the imax domes and like showing you all of these different things and then transitioning like okay well you know like the whole outline of the ride was really cool that the idea that you started off showing you know this is what we thought you know the future was going to look like this is this is what people in the past envisioned the future would be whether that was you know uh hundreds of years ago to you know in the 50s and 60s us having so like cool. our drive drive it's in just all uh, like it's like a movies. city made out of neon but, rules uh, it's amazing yeah like there's there's things like that on the ride that are so cool to me oh like, you're wrong i remember when i went on spaceship earth and it kind of i just is, thought it was but, so um, it, oh i mean yes I mean, it is boring and, so and it is lame but that's why it rules because everything, everything is so literal there's nothing sure. imaginative about the ride. It, it it feels like a ride that the Smithsonian Museum would make and not a ride that Disney would make. Horizons feels like a ride that Disney would make because of scenes like that. Like you starting off the ride and there's Jules Verne in a rocket yeah. pod with a chicken floating and already that catches your eye. Or they show you the a projected shot of the the uh, a trip to the moon uh, uh, moon guy. And then, yeah, like the neon city of the future and all these cars racing past. And you're in like and an like IMAX dome. Different... That's how you start off a fucking ride. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. The first implementation of like those IMAX screens on a theme park oh, attraction. Oh, it was. It was. That was the first implementation of, of IMAX screens. And then also, it was the first ride where you got to choose like how the ride went. You got to alter, you actually had an effect yeah, on the ride because so, you got to choose so cool. and those endings i think at least one of those endings they're, they're part of spaceship earth those like choose your own ending thing well actually the ride the the footage from those choose your own endings when you go to i believe it's hong kong disneyland star tours there's a little screen in the either the queue or the exit that shows you here are some other de destinations you can travel to on star tours and they use the footage from the horizons choose your own ending of you like flying around on a desert planet or oh, you flying rules. around in space or underwater and um i think at, i think at one time they were like the longest like those little shots like broke some sort of miniature record or whatever hmm. and they're really impressive shots yeah they're designed to look like they're single takes just following this spaceship like like it's like ilm quality and this is like right before star tours yeah right before star tours would do the same thing 
So there's so many things that Horizons did that was really yeah. ahead of And, like, all of, all of the stuff you were just talking about was before the, like, story proper of the ride starts. Like, that's just the scene setting is the first, like, six, Yeah, that's just establishing the story. Yeah. Like, like here, we're going to tell you about Jules Verne and, like, Retro Future and stuff like that for longer than most other rides in terms of time. Uh, and then we're going to start our story. <laughs> and I also think that the ride has a really sweet ending uh, with everything culminating to all of them on what's essentially like the Zoom call, yeah. hologram Zoom call, singing happy birthday to the, the newborn baby. It's such like a such a great, perfect way to end that ride. And it's also so crazy that they predicted that like way back then. And now here we are like in... 2021 like doing that exact oh, yeah. same thing that they're that they're depicting that they're depicting in that final scene and yeah. the usage of yeah, the, the pepper's ghost effect the pepper's ghost in is there really is really cool, cool. Well. the so much of the technology for what they did like these days would be so much simpler but because this was the you know mid 80s uh like to do the uh you know choose your own ending thing uh, rather than just like, oh, we're just going to slap a little screen in your car. It involved like a yep. carousel of rotating film projectors and like all of this crazy, crazy techno shit to just do what the seems that they were like such a simple everything illusion. Everything that we're talking about into this giant ride show building and give it a unique shape and fit the ride to that unique shape. Whereas now Guardians of the Galaxy, the <laughs> roller coaster is just yeah. just shows like how far Disney has come with its priorities of, for design. Yeah, the, and there's like there's like an optimism to Horizons and to a lot of that early Epcot stuff that I I think Disney in general has sort of. Uh, moved away from and like like Disney tends to, you know present as a sort of optimistic you know company and series of characters but like optimistic in the sense of like it was a ride about possibility which if like really epcot it, was entirely it. a part Thanks, about Walt disney wait we have to talk about that quote oh yeah yeah we yeah. have to talk. okay so there's a famous walt disney quote called if we can dream it we can do it right except that's not a walt disney quote nope. he never said that it's it's going back to the Mandela effect. That is like this huge thing that has happened. Like, it, it, it's not just the Disney community. Also, Disney is guilty of doing this too. There's multiple official Disney merchandise and like official Disney, you know, blog posts and artwork and and advertisements where they put Walt Disney and then they say, "If we can dream it, we can do it." So it's attributed he, to no. the Disney company. Yes. Um, I feel like, I don't know how it got started, but I mean, the Imagineer, Tom Fitzgerald was the guy who, who wrote the script for Horizon. And I think he's even come out and said like, yeah, no, Walt never said that. I, I just said that. And somehow it, it just, it's just such a perfect quote. I think it gets confused with like, cause oh, yeah. Walt would say on, stuff like, like that. Weird aphorisms. Yeah. I like to do the impossible. Like, you know, like anything that you dream of is, is possible. You can do it. Put your mind to it. Like. Like he said stuff like that. So when you hear, if we can dream it, do it. Like, or if we can dream it, we can do it. It just sounds like such a perfect 
Yeah. Walk quote. Now, and, now was uh, that before yeah, no, or after he said, said Disneyland Forward will finally get us in good with Anaheim? <laughs> Walt hated Anaheim. Don't don't let anybody yeah. tell you differently. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Anaheim likes Walt Anaheim hated all that, that much. Anaheim grew up around the park. That's how Disney World came to be because he was so mad that there were like fucking motels that he wasn't making money from where people were staying to yep. go to Disneyland. You gotta love a vendetta that involves the creation of many shell corporations. That's true. That's true. He did create a lot of shell corporations <laughs> just because he was mad. Yeah, I found I found uh, the explanation. It's, it says right here, Disney archivist Dave Smith uh, explained that even though the Disney Corporation attributes this quote to Walt Disney, he didn't say it. Dave Smith explains that the phrase was actually coined by a Disney employee. For the right. It's this weird sensation with just that one specific quote of all things. It, it's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that at its heart feels like the sort of thing that he could have said. And I'm sure if you stitched together enough uh, <laughs> audio clips of Walt, yeah. you could probably doctor him saying. But it's like a lot it. of the other aphorisms that he's big on. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, don't go to the Union. Uh, <laughs> classic quotes like that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um. Come to my field day at this hotel where we won't wreck the place. If you're a woman, you can paint, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. But for some reason, I'll make an exception for Mary Blair and no one else. <laughs> for God, some that's, reason. That's very true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, super weird. Never. I mean, like, Mary Blair's a genius, but also that doesn't, you know make sexism okay yeah <laughs> he's like he's like don't worry guys we we filled our diversity quota. it was the 60s they didn't have a diversity quota. <laughs> yeah. it was shocking they were letting women work at all i know someone's gonna answer well, the phone there you go says says every man back then yeah yeah well some i'm not gonna i'm not gonna type these reports myself typing is women's now, work. smoking cigars over lunch that's man's business mm. have you guys ever actually seen like uh there's there's a rejection letter that someone saved, a woman saved from Disney Animation. No, I have never it's, seen. I think this. it's like from. I think it's like from the forties. I remember someone posted it on Reddit, and it's oh, really wow. fascinating. And it's them. It's them poorly explaining why they can't hire a woman to do like an animator's job. <laughs> They're like, "See, we have men here that do that. We don't have any women, so we can't hire you." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's their explanation. They're like, "I mean, I don't see a woman around here, so." Wow. Sorry. Wow, <laughs> we that's can't hire strong you. energy. Wow. It, it is a wild letter. I'll have, to, I'll have to pull it up and find it. But um, going back to what you were talking about with, uh, or what we were talking about with uh, interesting technology that Horizons had. I'm not sure if it was like the first implementation of it. I think but so, yeah. It was oh, yeah, that's one of the things that they found is like the orange like, spritzer. Yeah, so yeah, Hooten Chief found like the little orange machine. And I have a really interesting story about the orange machine. So there's this uh, there's this con, there's a convention in Southern California. You guys probably know, know about this con called Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say D twenty three. Yeah, it's this little convention. Maybe you heard of it. It's called San Diego Comic Con. Regional thing. Yeah, right. Maybe you've it's heard only of two it. days. It's not a big deal. Um, so. I, I went to Midsummer Scream for the first time, and I remember uh, the year prior, I, I heard friends who had came back from it, and they were telling me all about it, and they were like, oh my god, yeah, you have to go, it's so awesome. And the thing is, like, 
if you're someone who's like not really a horror fan but you just like cool creative stuff you should still go because the thing is it's not like every single booth is like all right here's your 12 inch stud the studded leather boots <laughs> and like here's a dead baby booth and here's a giant skull booth like no it's like hey wow cool this one booth is all just special effects like fog machines and laser lights and stuff like that or like they had multiple booths about haunted mansion and so much cool stuff they had like tiki booths and it was very varied and every booth was awesome and amazing so fascinating to talk to people there but my friend's favorite booth from the year prior and they were like you have to we we got to take you if you if you go to the convention next year is this booth called the scent pros now the scent pros is a company that exactly what you think makes all of the smells that you smell on basically every single disney attraction and lots of other attractions uh, uh theme parks around the world um and it was so cool when i went up to the booth uh they immediately started talking with the guy uh that ran the booth the guy remembered them and they were like yeah we just came back from pandora do you guys have that scent at your booth right now and he was like let me see i always forget which forest smell is it? And he literally goes over to like the green capped bottles and he's like, hmm, forest, no. Uh, jungle, no. Everglades, Everglades. It was Everglades. And he hands it over and my friend's like, oh my God, yeah, this is Pandora. And like, so crazy. Like, he, they, were, he, they were recommending us smells to try and smell. Uh, like, for example, um, I smelled the, uh, I've never been on the attraction, but I smelled the chili dog burp from uh stitch the stitch ride in florida yeah it's bad they had that on hand yeah i think literally it was called the chili dog but um they uh yeah my friend my friend smelled graveyard and he was like oh he was like you should smell it and i was like really he's like yeah try it i smelled it and it smelled like like fresh Mm -hmm. grass that makes sense like oh that makes sense that's really interesting so we got we were talking with him about smells and stuff uh, in the different theme parks, and then out of nowhere he was like, "Do you guys like Soarin' Over California? Do you guys know like like the orange scent?" And we we're like, "Yeah, of course." And he was like, "Well, I have the actual orange scent that they use on the ride right here," and we we're like, "No way!" He's like, "Yeah, like it's the it's the exact formula." And um, he's like, "You know, funny story about this scent. Is anyone here a fan of the?" And did you just start cackling or- like uncontrollably? And I I just kind of like <laughs> put my head down like like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> um, You're like. And oh. um, he was like, "Yeah, they they had an orange scent machine for one of the scenes on that ride, and as it turns out, someone found the original formula." for that orange scent and recreated it when we made the Soren over California orange scent. So he's like, when you go on Soren over California and they pump the orange smell, it's the exact same down to the chemicals, exact same orange smell scent that you smelled when you went on horizon. And I wasn't going to say anything because my favorite thing is when people like talk about something like, like I'll, I'll talk about it with Halix in a sec. Cause it, de- it definitely happened more with Halix, but I, I didn't say anything when he was like, oh, yeah, is anyone familiar with the Red Horizons? I was just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Your friends are fucking <laughs> and of narcs, course, all my <laughs> oh, And he was like, oh, which one? I might have seen it. And they were like, it's the Hoon Chief one. And he literally goes, 
what? And he, he bows his head and he puts out his hand. And he grabs my hand and he shakes my hand. <laughs> and when I open, and, and when he lifts his head and he pulls away, I realize that he put the orange scent bag like in my hand. And he's like, take it. It's on the house. Oh, that's cute. And it's awesome. Like when you go there, like they sell it in all these different types of like they sell the scents in like all these different types of like uh ways to distribute the scent and like if online if you shop i think they have candles for a lot of their scents but what's cool what they gave me was they gave me this little baggie and it kind of looks like the beads like whenever you like want to refresh your laundry it looks like beads like that except what you do is uh you put it up against a fan and you can have it blow and it, it it's so strong the chemicals that like it will really fill up a room it's amazing and uh what's also interesting too is he was like if you have like a fan, like a tabletop fan or like a floor fan, yeah, don't put it in front it'll of make the, the fan. whole all of the air smell like it instead of just that exactly. makes sense. Except, like um, yeah, either yeah, if it's pulling from there, it'll be a lot stronger than if it's just pushing air through the bag. So uh Fun that fact, was really Brandon cool. can't smell. So this has all been a really interesting conversation for me. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, he, wait, you can't? No, I since I was young, uh, I've had a cyst in my nose that, like, if something is really, really rank, I can kind of, like, feel Ooh, it Yeah, you feel, like, the tingles bit. and stuff? L- but, like, yeah, like, like if something, it, it's like, you know how, depending on the severity of how blind someone is, they can tell, like, if they're in a room with the lights on or the lights off, like, that kind of thing. It's sort of that level of, like, if there's something really fucking rank right in my face, I can sort of tell, oh, there, this is bad, this is strong, but, like, I, I, I get none of the, I get no individual, like, sense otherwise. And, and it was one of those things where, like, we could have had, they could have removed it, but it would have required, like, a shit ton of, it's uh, all right. I use it to my advantage and, and make like him change the litter box. Hey, there we go. I was going to say, like, if someone so, put like, a gun to me and was like, like, I will kill you or like, if give me one of your senses that's true. or I'll kill you. I'll be like, scent, take the scent, take the scent, please. Just take it right now, right now. Go ahead. It's so often uh, more trouble Without hesitation, worth. because it is like, it, it, it is only useful in the very specific situation of, oops, I left <laughs> the stove on. That's it. That is the only way that it's useful. Otherwise, it's just miserable. There's maybe been two times where I've been like, oh, that smells really nice. Every day, it's like, oh, ooh, I can smell how bad my feet smells. Or, ooh, if I yeah. can smell the trash. Ooh, Truly. if I can smell this. Truly. Like, it's just not worth it. And when people are like, oh, you can smell flowers, they're lying. You can't smell flowers. You can't smell candles. It's all a lie. Scent is an illusion. The only time that scent ever That's comes fair. in play of, ah is honestly the disney parks <laughs> like um because scents can honestly like trigger a lot of nostalgia and so like yeah, that's why they people used to talk about like, that, like ah, the price of the caribbean scent. they don't do it as much anymore bromide or whatever chemical they yeah. put in I like bromide oh, bromide yeah, yeah 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 i think i think that's what they put in the water instead of just like chlorine and yeah. so like that gives off a specific smell that everyone's like oh my god it's Pirates of the caribbean smell mm-hmm or like it sounds stupid but like you smell gasoline and i go autopia <laughs> which is not a good thing i mean that's fair i get it the yeah. the soren orange scent is euphoric you know one of the one of the things that uh i was thinking about this earlier today uh regarding the sort of like optimistic futurism of 
of Epcot at at this point and Horizons, but also even going back to like some of the '60s Disneyland stuff, like you know the House of the Future and you know Adventures Through Inner Space and stuff like that. That like so much of it, it, it all has this very like bright, you know. There's so much possibility. You know, we can do anything. All of these like very upbeat optimistic sort of ideas but then they're all sponsored by like you know the monsanto electrical corporation or like these or like dow chemical like all of these like giant corporations that have proven to be uh not great uh and it's it's the contrast between those two things is very very interesting to me uh both in just how we were like monsanto is our friend yeah Whereas, like, now I think if Disney, if it was, like, you know, uh, Elsa's Frozen Adventure brought to you by Dow Chemical, people would be like, hold the fucking phone, <laughs> no. But, like, back then it'd be like, all right, sure, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll take Dow Chemical's sponsored trip into a microscope. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a funny <laughs> sentence. But, yeah, I, I think that, that that sort of juxtaposition is 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 very interesting of – like that there is all of this possibility but it's all you know presented from your big corporate masters yeah over at general electric yeah or siemens which is i'm sorry yeah, never not actual children funny. it's fine mm-hmm. wait going back to uh because I, I i i forgot that i never <clears throat> finished my my point about the that you talking about like oh like do you ever like just like sit there and snicker whatever someone talked about like like a documentary or topic that you've worked on the craziest thing is by far with Halix and now that like theme parks are slowly starting to reopen now that there's been you know touch Disney at Disneyland and stuff and like uh, now that the theme parks are, like are about to reopen um, I've been going more often and like more and more people are going and I feel like more and more people now are being open to like commenting on each other's like appearances again where i feel like you know during the first two months of coronavirus hitting it was like don't fucking talk to me if i don't know you uh if i'm outside of the house even if i'm at disneyland (laughs) um downtown or downtown disney when it was first opening back up but now i feel like people are like you know like a lot of people have been complimenting my girlfriend on her look stuff so uh, a recent example and this by the way this has happened multiple times but i'm just i'm just sharing the most recent example i saw someone wearing a shirt and oh i remember what it was it was an alien encounter shirt that i had been eyeballing myself and i was thinking about buying and i saw someone else wearing it and i said hey i love your alien encounter shirt and i was wearing uh, a halix shirt and he goes thanks i love your halix shirt and I went, thanks. And then I turned to my girlfriend and went, <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, people know what Horizons is. It, it's definitely one of the more niche uh, Disney rides. But, like, it still has, there's still a, a huge chunk of the Disney theme park, just theme park in general population who have been on the ride, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um Fucking no one knew what Halix was until I made that documentary. So someone going, hey, I like your shirt, is because of my documentary, which is a surreal-ass feeling. That owns. Um, And it's really fun to play with that. I described it to a friend yesterday as 
the Hannah Montana uh, effect. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Where where it's like it's like wait you know Hannah yeah I know Hannah I I could show you Hannah walks into the other room walks out hey it's Hannah Montana like that could be yeah. me you know and I've done that. <laughs> and I was like thanks have you seen the documentary and he's like yeah I loved it and I went I made it <laughs> nice and I've done that I've done that like three times rules. Oh yeah, it's 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 so. You're fun. absolutely right, though. For a for a ride that's been gone for like a long time, a lot of people know what Horizons are, but is, and I think that's not just so many people have been on it. I think it's Wonders also of life. The, yeah, like people still really classify a lot of the physical structures of that park by the original pavilions, even though they haven't been there forever. Because Epcot <laughs> is such a weird park. Epcot feels original like pavilion buildings. You know, so DCA like, had now, a weird period of like, time. Oh, yeah, the where, food and wine headquarters you know, was in the old Horizon building. Announced, like, all right, we're going to drop like billions of dollars into fixing this theme park, which is the fucking craziest thing that yeah. any corporation can say. Um, and honestly, I give Iger mad props for everything that he did with yeah, DCA. Yeah, DCA is great. DCA is a wonderful theme park now. And in my opinion, better than any of the theme park, of the individual theme parks in Walt Disney World. Um, and there was this weird time where like it was under construction and it was just kind of like yeah we know that the park sucks and like half of the things are open but like oh yeah absolutely yeah epcot has been under construction anyways. and epcot has felt that way for the last 25 the, the, years it's it's like walt disney himself said if you can dream it epcot will but never no, be finished yeah. the whole concept of epcot is that it's never finished fair Sure, fair. But not in the way in which it's not finished <laughs> ever. Right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Walt thought like this was gonna happen to. Yeah, to I don't Epcot. think this was what. Yep. This was not the intent. However. Yeah, I don't think John Hench was like, oh yeah, the rat ride. Um, which by the way, <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's pretty crazy that like in like what 2014, Ratatouille came out and everyone was like. Yeah, this is this is not that great. Um, and now Epcot fans are like, "This is all we have." That just shows how bad of a theme park Epcot is. Um, so sorry, sorry, all the Epcot stands. Um, I'm the guy who made an Epcot documentary. I love Epcot, so but it does that. suck. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. I was just uh, I was just telling Kevin Perjury today. <laughs> yeah, I know Universal Hollywood sucks. But I still like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Also, yes. Universal Hollywood also sucks. We need to normalize but, um, people being like, hey, I recognize that something sucks, but I still like it. I think people are like, you say that something sucks and they go, hey, but I like it. It's like, that doesn't, no, it's not, I, it's not I the same thing. I think we're a lot thing. more willing to do that with like media than places. Like there's so, like, that's kind of the whole point of like a lot of cult classics of like, hey, this movie's terrible, but I love it. But like, I kind of, you're, but we don't do it as much with places. You're right. Like I'll tell people like, that's kind of what I mean whenever I tell people like Epcot is the nerd park. And what I really mean by that is like Epcot is actually like weird and boring, but I love it anyway. Like, <laughs> oh, people on Twitter would disagree because um, when you say, hey, I think living with the land is painfully boring. People want to murder yep. you. Yeah, don't don't. Scott Gardner yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't want to. Yeah. When I tweeted that, Scott was like, thank you. <laughs> he was he was like, where were you? Like back when I recorded the podcast, I was like, I don't know. Where's my invite? I'll come defend your living with the land opinions on your pod. Because, yeah, like I went on living with the land and I was like, hey, man, this intro is the dope. The rest of it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but then like, listen, 
Listen, I rode the ride with someone who works on the plants in Epcot. <laughs> and that couldn't even save the ride. I literally, yeah. our friend gave us the tour. Our friend gave us the tour on the boats. She told us every fun fact we needed to know. Everything. And it still wasn't fun is great. a strong word. Yeah, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think hydroponics is fascinating. Yeah, I, hydroponics is cool, but like I have the internet and we live in LA where people do their own weird urban gardening all the time. It's not that revolutionary. It's called having a grow room. <laughs> yes, it's called having a grow well, room. And I, I think that, that that is sort of the inherent like tension of of Epcot that I think makes it such a fascinating park because there there, there are, there's a segment of people that want it to be preserved in amber like it was in 1985 or six let's say like one once all the originals were there and before they pulled everything out and then there are there are people that are like way more okay with like yeah let's get some ip in there let's have it be you know let's have it be let's have it evolve a bit more like uh, people are are oddly protective yeah it feels like epcot even in a way that they i think it's because like of that thing that Disneyland. we're talking about of how epcot has just constantly been under construction which means that it has the most things that have gone away i honestly forever. honestly what i think it is and like since you guys are from la you can kind of be like ah yes it has the effect of amoeba music being taken away and becoming just like an apartment building where it's like no 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 this is this one cool secret thing that we all loved and it was perfect and beautiful and nothing else was like it and you're going to turn it into just just everything else like you're going to turn into this generic thing no and it's like this panic that like fills you where you're like no god like please don't like this well that's like there's this nothing week, everybody's else like this. freaking out about the arc light closing oh my god and yeah. i'm all guilty about it because my thing is that people are all online like oh they're gonna tear down the cinerama dome and i'm like y'all do three seconds of research it's been designated a historical landmark since 1998 no one is tearing down the cinerama dome relax yeah i i i'm <laughs> i'm devastated about the movie going experience at ArcLight. i actually love yeah. the movie going experience at ArcLight. yeah so that's what i'm saying is that it's not necessarily about because i was like look at the end of the day like i'm not sad that pacific movie theaters and ArcLight are closing like oh sorry capitalism you lost another corporation go fuck yourself but like i understand that it's about the nostalgia of the experience and i think that's what it is with epcot too is that so many experiences have been lost loss is a good to way to parks. put it because it's not like okay like to give it kind of an example like i remember when jurassic park the ride turned into jurassic world the ride and i was so against it but then i was like you know what i'll be open to it because at the end of the day like theme parks need to evolve and improve so you know let's see what they improve they fucking ruined it they ruined the ride it, they literally took a dope ride and they ruined every part of it there's nothing there you you don't fucking see any you see one dinosaur animatronic and then you don't see any dinosaur animatronic until the very end when you see the stupid head of the new dinosaur fighting against the old one. And they ruined the finale, in my opinion, because the finale had such a cool buildup with the countdown and the alarms. And I got off and I was so mad, like, fuck you guys, you ruined this ride. Why? Now that they've actually gone and finished the ride the way that they intended, and I watched a ride through of that. I thought, great, cool, perfect. This is a worthy successor to Jurassic Park. 
now the ride actually has a pacing and there are insanely impressive uh, aspects that happen in the ride that make you go, okay, great. I'm glad that we lost Jurassic Park for this. Epcot, on the other yeah, hand. I think the problem with Epcot is none of them have ever Yeah, like, ever. like, oh my God, that sounds dope. And then they're like, I'm like, okay, let's go to the Seas Pavilion. And they're like, okay, it's the Seas with Nemo and friends. I'm like, oh, okay. Like Nemo's like floating around like in the aquarium. That's cute. Whatever. Okay, where's the hydroponic elevator? Come through this winding, shitty rock queue. Okay. Okay, now get in your Haunted Mansion vehicle. What the fuck? And then we're just riding past like awful TV screens in rocks. And then Nemo and their, their friends are singing big blue world and then we get out and it's an empty aquarium like you can't tell me that epcot fucking sucks in its current state i think the only one that they that is there's nothing like an improvement was about epcot uh, now a test track was a great ride um i say was because tron track kind of sucks see there you go that's um, another example it's like okay well here's a new thing ah oh, and then they ruined it yup and i think too just like mathematically out of all the disney parks epcot has the most original ones just by just like numerically i guess the only other one close would probably be what like disney sea in terms of just like attractions that are there sure only there so every loss feels like it hits a little harder than if it was like you know if if we lose one mr another sad thing too is like you look at that original lineup of like epcot attractions and out of all of the original epcot attractions if i had to pick the two that would be like those fucking are boring get rid of those it would be spaceship earth and living with the land horizons and world of motion are dope they're so cool and you watch the ride throughs and you're like this is awesome and then ah, i'm just like not impressed yeah, at it's all the spaceship earth as all. it is now is this or weird like half version i i was interested to see what the what the refurb was gonna me too be. i was interested because honestly like Part of the reason why I was not impressed with spaceship earth was because it was the roughest i've ever seen a disney ride look. yeah that's fair so what did I, I'm just not entirely sure. So what became the Horizons Pavilion? Was that Mission yeah. Space? Yep. Okay. Wait, that's still there. Yep. Right? I never the ride, the Disney ride that has like killed yep. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never. I went on it once and was mm-hmm. like, well, that was enough of that experience for me. I don't like you simulators to begin cities. with, and that one is rough. I mean, I have no real opinions on Gary Sinise, but sure. I hate Gary Sinise for the I didn't even know he was there. uh, He was your Patrick Warburton. Okay. I went on it once when I was a teenager with Ashley, and that was it. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm good. Can you imagine if Patrick Warburton was the guy that gave the intro for Mission Space? Yeah. (laughs) Don't uh, stick your head out the window. It's pretty cold out there. Don't chest out in a weird way that cars a heart attack. Because that will happen. Yep. But we're going to keep that ride and not, you know, some of the other ones, but whatever. Yeah, not Beloved Horizon. <laughs> Though that that uh, space restaurant looks like it'll be pretty cool. I am really excited about that, too. Honestly, like, I'm really I'm really optimistic about a lot of the stuff that's coming to Epcot. Me too. I think that, like, them, them kind of turning Epcot into a anything-goes park, kind of like what DCA is, is being turned into, is, like, honestly pretty cool. 
And like, I do think that there's still the same way that like DCA still is holding on to a rough theme, um, which by the way, to anyone who is like, okay, well, what's the theme of Avengers campus, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, fair. Um, I, I like, I like the, the general themes of, of Epcot. And I think them yeah. making the kind of neighborhood, like, I think it makes sense. Like over here is going to be more about imagination and over here is going to be kind of like science fiction-y and over here will be play and interactivity and stuff like that. Like I, I can see the play pavilion being really cool. The Moana experience is interesting. I'm curious to see what that would look yeah. like. I think the Guardians ride for sure is, is, is definitely the most exciting thing in my opinion. Um, Ratatouille is fine. I think Ratatouille is like is honestly a perfect fit. Like I, I would rather oh, totally. them do that than try to like force it into like New Orleans Square and Disneyland or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. Um, I think Frozen's a perfect fit. Like honestly, the best things that they've been doing with Epcot in the last twenty years has been everything they've been doing in World Showcase. They just need someone with a strong vision to kind of fix future world. Yeah, but I mean, I love that, World like, Showcase is my favorite I think that part Epcot of that is fun. Sure. I don't spend a lot World of time Showcase in Future World, personally. It's, it's too sad. Because you're just reminded of how cool it used to be. Because so many of the old structures are there. Yeah, Future World just, it feels really empty. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the new changes and stuff. Whatever is still left on the table. Because I know so many things have been canceled. Yeah, I'm sad we're losing the, like multi-story party platform thing that looked that looked so cool and so fucking like Jetsons. i love when they announced recently they're like hey we're building this new gift shop and i'm like that just looks like the way the gift shop looked <laughs> what did you change <laughs> i was so i was so confused i was like why did they paint this art of the gift shop like that they already have wait that's supposed to be the design Jeez. so uh matthew thank you for uh joining us again Thank you. Um, uh, to talk about, uh, I, I think the best Disney ride. I, I, yeah, I think the best. Disney it was ride. definitely <laughs> the one that I think embodied the whole original concept of Epcot best. The idea of the promise of the future and what we can do with technology. And they've kind of shoot. It, it was the thing that embodied the promise and the idea of Futureland best. And without it, Futureland feels like okay. Well, we've shoehorned some of this stuff into the end of Spaceship. Yeah. Earth. If anyone asked me like what That's what would be really the it. era that you would go visit Epcot, I would tell them whenever Horizons open and whenever it closed. Any time between that would be the perfect time. Because yeah, you're so right. It it is like it it's crazy. Like I can't really think of any other single attraction that perfectly sums up like a theme park the way that Horizons. Yeah, it really feels like if you spent an entire day in Future World and you ended it with Horizon, it would feel like the closure to all of these different ideas. Or if you started a day there too, it'd be it'd be the same thing. It'd be really like this is everything that's going to be explored in this massive. I wouldn't say that Horizon is my favorite attraction because I never wrote it, so I can't I can't officially say that it's my favorite attraction. But it does forever hold a special place in my heart because i i honestly i will say this without a doubt and this is what kind this is the conversation this i had a conversation about this that led to me making the documentary and that was telling my friend that my favorite set of music from any theme park any land any single attraction 
without a doubt, is oh, the yeah. music loop from Horizon. The entire package of music from the queue to the full ride throughout all the different show scenes to even the exit. Just incredible. And oh yeah, like I have cried so many times listening to just the, the Horizons uh, theme music. Um, it really is like, and just all the music throughout. Like, like I was saying, my favorite version of Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is the one that they have on the ride. It's so cool. It's crazy. That ride goes through so many different types of genres and styles of music, and it all is amazing. And I have listened to that music countless amounts of times. I mean, the soundtrack to the documentary is selections of music from the ride. So without a doubt, my favorite theme park music is definitely from Horizons. Um, and I, I will say um, that I, I, out of all of the I guess I'm the only am I the only one that wrote it Beth I, don't, I, don't, I, I have to assume I probably did because I went to Disney World a few times as a kid but I okay. don't remember the closest that you can currently come to we talked about it actually uh, when you were on for Halix um, there's this really great new fairly new reconstruction of Horizons right online the closest you're going to come to like getting a full experience yeah Somebody overlaid all these different yeah, the, videos. Uh, the retro WDW uh, YouTube channel put out this thing called uh, Horizons Revisited, I think, re something or other, that basically just took like all the footage that they had and ran it through some sort of like CGI algorithm interpolation. Uh, um, it makes it look n not like it was shot today but like it's the most crisp and clean version of that ride you're gonna find like it's a great pov video yeah it's it's wild how how nice it looks compared to all the video of horizons I oh saw. the uh which one the retro wdw that's right because i remember you i remember you told me about that one and i and i had heard about it because obviously i follow retro wdw the people behind it but i i never gotten the chance to watch it and i finally did after our last podcast yeah it's done i think they had done they it's had done absolute. one for uh delta dream which rules uh oh, as i guess really? sort of like a test run to see if they could pull it off for horizons uh, oh, and they're both dope. so cool i'm looking right now to see if that one i think is it up. is yeah i gotta see uh, i i i love delta dream flight if you had wings, Delta Dream Flight. Oh, he does shit, actually yeah. just like listen to the Delta Dream Flight music, just like mm -hmm. around the house. <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. Because because when you because uh, when you're taking the Delta Dream Flight, you're you'll see dreams in a different light. Duh. Well, before we get too far down the what we can watch on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, you can watch uh, adventure, whole, you can uh, watch romance, you can sail the sky so blue. Okay, Matt, we can watch the uh, <laughs> story on YouTube, right? <laughs> Yes. yes, it's under uh, uh, Matthew Serrano on my YouTube channel, and it's called Remain Seated, Please, A Hoot and Chief Story. And uh, I've heard from many people it's the fastest 25-minute watch uh, of a documentary. It's great. It's a great little 25-minute documentary. We watched it the other day again. Um, but, yeah, lots of great footage there if anybody wants to look at any of the stuff we're talking about including the naked lady so there you go yeah because i did if anyone is unfamiliar with the ride horizon i did try making the documentary in a way that it would make sense if yeah if you had never uh seen or experienced the ride i think you did a good job at that it's a good it gives you the context it gives you the background 
It's a good little narrative. Your little cartoons of the way they get stuff <laughs> is very helpful. You made a, a Twitch stream of people cry. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that's me playing the kid going, is there a man down there? <laughs> and they were on the stream making fun of the voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which I was like, well-deserved. It's terrible. You're like, look, I wasn't trying that hard. Yeah, I was like, I was like, You're I, like I wasn't trying to fool you. Uh, well, if they wanted to find other than Hoot and Chief, any other Matthew Serrano content on the internet, how could they do that? Sure, you can also go on to Funkland and check out some of my work on there. Um, I we have I have more collaboration coming with the Funkland coming very very soon. I'll tease that right here. Um, I just uh got back from yesterday. We had our second. We shot in a movie theater. That's all I will say. And I'll tease that like very, very soon. There will be the Funk Line episode. And I uh, directed the live action element. So very excited about Brandon, that. Brandon, how about you? Yeah, um, you can find all of my uh, my mess across the internet at Hell Yes Brandon. Um, Inkblot has some music on SoundCloud, uh, some live shows on YouTube. Um go to brandonbeck.bandcamp.com to hear we never should have banged and some other little bits and pieces and stuff uh hat and a hat is still uh forthcoming um because i'm a a a, a liar and uh procrastinator um no, no i, I know <laughs> i tease you about being a liar but you're i know that you're working on it um but yeah that'll be available at hell yes brandon or at uh brandonbeck.bandcamp.com uh whenever that may be available um and uh yeah i think that's kind of all i have at the moment because i i i know i'm i've been used to plugging this show no, but you i don't, don't. Need to plug, um that it uh watch watch snowpiercer 1001 <laughs> cars long it's been several uh, really weeks hope... since you've mentioned snowpiercer so i guess I, guess you're due uh, he, uh uh david diggs's tiny desk was great but he didn't rap enough about snowpiercer uh one out of five there stars. you go uh, hashtag save Mike O'Malley from the drawers. Uh, so that's all. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at at B scores with an underscore at the end. B E E S C O R E S underscore. But the easiest way to find me would be to follow the podcast, which uh, you can follow at at Intuit Pod on Twitter and hashtag Intuit Pod on Instagram um, or also on Facebook if you get any mileage out of that. Uh, thank you, as always, to Kalen West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up off the album. Falling is like flying. And uh, it's still pretty new for us. So thanks to uh, Indiesaurus for having us on the network. We're really excited to be here. Um, yeah. Oh, please clip that out and send yeah. that to them and, and ask them if we can just, just make that our new I'm soundtrack. I'm the Indiesaurus. Just that horrible <laughs> We're going to get, we're about to get kicked off this network Jet right now. Fuel can't melt steel beams. Uh, oh my God. I really just need an eject button for this podcast sometimes. Yeah. All that being said, uh, Matthew, thank you so, so much all for that being, uh, you taking know, this trip to, into I don't the even know. Uh, said is a strong word. With us. Of course. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah. All that being screeched, is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. All all that being screeched. If you can dream it, you can podcast it. <laughs> don't you, don't you want-